Brexit Ready Exeter, the podcast from Exeter Chamber of Commerce and in Exeter.com. We live in interesting times. When the Johnson government took over from Theresa May in the summer of 2019, the Prime Minister had a mantra. This country is leaving the EU on the 31st of October. We now know that not to be the case. 31st of January is the new extension date and a general election will come first. But before that news came, to help businesses speed up preparations for Brexit, the government dished out some money for local groups to develop advice sessions and workshops. Exeter's Chamber of Commerce and In Exeter, which runs the city centre's business improvement district, and which itself is going through a vote, so Parliament's not the only one, well, they put on a series of events in Exeter and surrounding towns as part of the Brexit Ready programme. I'm Paul Nero, I'm a director of the Chamber of Commerce and managing director of Radio X, Devon's commercial radio station, and Good Deal for Devon, a new magazine. In this short podcast, we're going to look at some of the issues that have arisen, some of the challenges that Devon businesses will have when, and some may say if, Brexit happens. Practical preparation without politics. Be Brexit ready with Exeter Chamber of Commerce and inexeter.com. You can get Brexit advice from all manner of organisations, not least the websites of the government, its agencies and quangos. But Exeter Chamber of Commerce is the business group that can signpost local expertise. If you employ someone from the EU, which previously didn't need much thought because freedom of movement of labour is a central pillar of EU membership, your workload is about to change. Agricultural businesses, for instance, are um, likely to be hit by Brexit. They have almost 80-90% sometimes of their workforce are from the EU. Um, Sometimes they have temporary seasonal workers as well, um, and those are individuals that come to the UK to work for say three or four months a year and then return to the EU uh, year in, year out. Those are businesses that are likely to be hit because it's not a business that would necessarily fall within the current sponsor licence system. That's Lisa Mulholland from Southwest legal firm Stephen Scone. She's an immigration expert and she says that people from the EU who are currently working in Devon businesses need to apply for settled status. It should be relatively easy for people who've been living here for at least five years and pre-settled status is for people here for less than that. But businesses might need a sponsor licence for some employees. There are stringent requirements for those licences, for instance, or in particular, the minimum salary requirement, which is actually at the moment under review. And the government are looking to see whether there should be a a more regional uh, focus on that minimum, minimum salary requirement rather than having a minimum salary requirement that applies across the UK. And what roughly is the minimum salary requirement expected to be? Uh, it's usually around £30,000. So, it, you know, it's, it's quite a high figure, particularly for the southwest, where salaries are lower than they would be in, in London or some of the, the bigger cities. Um, and therefore, that may prohibit uh, businesses from recruiting under a licence because they're not able to pay uh, employees £30,000 or more. For businesses in Devon, £30,000 is a high salary and clearly way beyond the seasonal pay agricultural workers receive. Quite apart from checking out current employees' settled status, that could make recruiting harder. But it's not all alarming news by any means. If we do leave with a deal or without a deal, um, it's unlikely there'll be massive changes to employment law as such. John Dunkley is an employment lawyer at Woolens. That doesn't mean to say that things won't change. Um, So clearly when Brexit does occur in some way, shape or form, or even if we remain, I think there will still be changes afoot, um, then businesses will have to do things differently and that means that they'll have to use their people in different ways, which will mean that they will need to make changes. So this is about business strategy and and 
it, although it's a big issue about mm. uh, an external thing coming in and affecting your business, this is about thinking about the business and not necessarily about Brexit in any way. I, very much so, yes, absolutely. And, and as I say, every business has a different plan. Um, so what people will need to do is they'll need to look at their current workforce and what they do and where they are. And then they'll need to assess the changes in the event that we don't leave, which is unlikely. If we leave with a deal, which is probably the most likely scenario, or if we leave without a deal, which is still a possibility. And, and it will be very different because if we leave with a deal, most people suspect that the trading relationships will be broadly similar. There'll be some differences, but broadly similar for most people. If we leave without a deal, then obviously there'll be significant changes and that's where the risks are much higher. So deal or no deal does affect your Brexit planning. And for now, we still don't know what will happen, even if the current withdrawal agreement goes through. That's because even with a deal, there's a transition period till the end of 2020. If we leave without a deal, then according to Boris Johnson, we were likely to be doing trade deals with the US and with lots of other countries around the world, um, not in preference to the EU, but in addition to... Uh, the contracts we have with the EU, and that does raise issues regarding um, bringing people into the country. They're proposing to introduce a points-based immigration system like we have in Australia, which will mean that it will be very difficult for migrant workers to enter the country unless they have pretty much guaranteed a salary over a certain level and have certain levels of qualifications, etc. So it will be a big impact on businesses that need people from outside the EU to come and work in the UK. Employment is then a key area for Devon businesses to get right, checking out existing employees, thinking about new ones, but fundamentally thinking about your business strategy and the people you need. And in that respect, nothing changes. Business has always been about people. Practical preparation without politics. Be Brexit ready with Exeter Chamber of Commerce and inexeter.com. And increasingly, business is about data too, information. Arguably, the biggest change around that isn't for Brexit next year, but was for GDPR last year. Brexit, therefore, is just an evolution. Thankfully, not another revolution. Uh, I'm Hannah Pettit. I'm a commercial and data protection solicitor at Ashford's. In terms of data protection compliance, I think not a lot is going to change um, you know, in day-to-day -day life of businesses because provided businesses are complying with the GDPR, the GDPR is going to continue to apply in England, in the UK after Brexit. So I think it's just making sure all of your data protection practices are compliant and up-to-date as they should have been. When you're talking about data and data flows, what kind of things are we talking about? Is this employee information? Is this product information? What is it? Oh, it's a good question. So that could be anything from customer personal data, employee personal data. Um, it's any data subject or any individual that you're engaging with. So even um, if you're working with a supplier, it's a person within their business that you know, you're conduct you're speaking to, um, emailing, that is still personal data. So yeah, it's very broad. It catches a lot of a lot of people. Clearly, businesses that import or export to EU countries, including anything through the supply chain, need to have planned. Logistic providers can help. Jay Milling is the Speedy Freight franchisee in Exeter. Well, we've looked into a number of issues and we use a variety of drivers 
and freight companies to move goods in and out of Europe. Um, they're all licensed and ready to go and move goods regularly anyway. And I think the changes will be more in the documentation than the actual movement. So as long as we work with some of our freight forwarders and companies that are used to moving things back and forth, it won't have that big an impact. What does it mean for your customers? What do they have to prepare? They're going to have to search the regulations, go on the government websites, make sure they have what's called an EORI number, which is a, a license to move goods back and forth. They need to make sure they have all their duties and customs paid ahead of time and the proper, proper documentation for that. But that's really pretty straightforward. Anybody who's moved goods outside of the EU, so if you've ever imported anything from the US or Canada or the Far East, then you'll have a lot of this documentation already. And that, depending on what happens, more or less of that will, will apply to EU movements. Jay Milling from Speedy Freight. But you don't need to be importing or exporting or employing EU nationals to be affected by Brexit. Just about every business, for example, owns some intellectual property. Even if you're not an inventor with an armful of patents, you might have registered your trademark or name. And whilst that could protect you in Europe, after Brexit it could leave you with a crucial gap in your protection, as Stephen Jones from Mitchell Moores explains. Once the UK leaves the EU as, as a whole, the EU trademark system will no longer apply to the UK. So you'll have then only 27 countries covered by your EU registration and you'd need a separate one for the UK. Now the government's going to give you that for free basically. They're going to create automatically an, a UK trademark registration with exactly the same uh, details and properties as the EU one. So nothing to do on behalf of the business at all? Well, you're still going to have to make sure first of all uh, check that all of your rights have been replicated in that way and all of the things like uh, the, the specifications of goods and services uh, that are part of your trademark registration have been accurately moved across and, and copied across. Now that should be the case but there may be one or two cases where I mean the, the EU trademark office works in five languages sometimes there might have to be translations involved and you might need to just make sure certainly for your more important rights, that all that has been has come through as it should. All in all, whenever Brexit happens, Devon businesses, all businesses of course, need to be prepared. The bigger or more complex the organisation, of course, the more there is to do. There are challenges and opportunities, so everyone should look for the upside. Graham Austin is from Barclays Bank. I think if you're exporting at the moment, the way the exchange rate moves around, I think is at the moment if you're exporting, it's, it's a very favourable position. But, but the movements are, 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 can be quite volatile there. So I think it's about um, uh, trying to look at uh, where the opportunity is locally. And I think one of the biggest opportunities we see is in the hospitality and leisure industry. Uh, the, the safety and the known quantity of holiday and in the UK, the staycation, um, I, I think is, uh, is, is doing uh, Devon and Cornwall in particular uh, a favour at the moment. And keep calm, says Hannah Pettitz from Ashfords. It's a good opportunity to sort of check if you've been compliant with GDPR to date, you know, and it's an opportunity to stop and think, well, have we got everything in place that we should have had? And look at where your data's flown to and from, and it's a real good, really good opportunity to review your contracts with third parties and think, are the provisions that need to be in there in there? And plan, says Wallen's John Dunkley. Start planning now, uh, even if you don't have to make many changes, just know what the risks are to you and how you might assess them, particularly in the advent of a no-deal Brexit. And when Brexit arrives on the 31st of January 2020, or before, possibly after, Exeter's Chamber of Commerce can help. They'll put you in touch with businesses that can help you. 
and that's especially if you're a member, of course, which is inexpensive and a worthwhile investment for any business operating in or trading with other organisations in the Exeter area. And in Exeter, the Business Improvement District is a useful resource too for those inside the city centre zone. And they're also in election time, so have a look at their website, inexeter.com. This Brexit Readiness podcast for Exeter Chamber of Commerce and in Exeter was produced by Radio X. Production was by Sam Sterrett with the help of Jamie Taylor. And I'm Paul Nero. Thank you for listening. And you can see fuller interviews with the contributors to this podcast at the Radio X website, radiox.co.uk. And why not give us a listen too across Devon's best bits on DAB Digital Radio.